your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 481 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, I was all prepared to come on here and talk about the result of yet another New York Ranger versus New York Islander matchup. Unfortunately, I mean, I say unfortunately. I mean, it was the right thing to do, though. Uh, The NHL postponed the game between the Rangers and the Islanders due to the Islanders basically having about half their team in the COVID protocol. Frankly, I think the NHL probably should have stepped in a little bit earlier than they did, postponed some of these Islander games. Any team that's missing seven players out of its lineup is going to be severely compromised. And I have to be fair here. If this had happened to the Rangers, I would have been coming on here every single episode and calling out the NHL and saying, you know, how many players have to be in the COVID protocol before you finally call off some of these games. So I got to be fair, even though the Islanders are obviously a rival of the Rangers, I got to be fair. I don't think the NHL did right by them throughout this entire process. But be that as it may, it opens up kind of uh, an opportunity here for me to get to something that I've been meaning to get to anyway, and that is to talk about the future of Ryan Strom on this New York Rangers team. And basically what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at every option that the the Rangers have as it pertains to Ryan Strom. They can either keep him through the trade deadline and then let him walk in free agency. They can trade him at or near the deadline this season, get something back for him, or they can find a way before the trade deadline to work out some sort of an extension with Ryan Strom, which is going to be much, much easier said than done. We're going to break down all three of these options here. Obviously, you know, you look at the Rangers impending free agents, the biggest name and the most important player to the Rangers, I don't think there can really be much argument. It's Ryan Stroman. In fact, the only other two unrestricted free agents for the Rangers on the NHL team right now are Kevin Rooney and Greg McKaig. And I'm a big Rooney fan, and McKaig's all right too, but uh, you know, I, I think anybody would probably agree that Ryan Strom, the most impactful of the impending unrestricted Ranger free agents. So uh, we'll start with the first option that I mentioned, and that is you simply keep Ryan Strom through the trade deadline this season. You let him play out the final year of his contract, and then you kind of take your chances at the end of the season. You either try to renegotiate with him then and, and try to get him to sign some sort of an extension at the end of the season, hopefully at the end of a lengthy playoff run for the Rangers. We'll see. Uh, or you simply let him walk in free agency. And, you know, talking about this, it kind of reminds me of a situation that the Rangers were in last season with Brendan Smith. It's somewhat similar and also very different because if you guys remember with Brendan Smith last season, uh, he was really the only player on the Rangers that they would even be in position to trade. He was on an expiring contract. And, you know, for some team that was looking to kind of fortify the blue line down the stretch, he could have been a decent option, especially if they weren't looking to give up a whole lot for him because I think the Rangers... You know, if they had moved Brennan Smith at the deadline last season, probably only would have gotten like maybe like a fourth round draft pick or so. Uh, you know, it's always kind of hard to gauge these things, but I, I think a fourth rounder for Brennan Smith would have been about right. 
Um, but the Rangers, instead of trading him, they opted to hang on to Smith. Smith had kind of played well down the stretch last season. He picked up his game a little bit. I think they kind of valued his leadership and the fact that he was really the only veteran defenseman that they had. And then, of course, he had to answer the bell and fight Tom Wilson after all that nonsense went down late in the season as well. So I think between the fact that the Rangers were still, you know, they had a puncher's chance of making the playoffs last season. And when you consider the fact that Brennan Smith wasn't going to bring a whole lot back for whichever team he was traded to, um, you know, I think it just made sense for the Rangers to just let him play out his contract and walk in free agency. Now, obviously, the difference here is that Ryan Strom, quite frankly, is just a far, far better player than Brennan Smith and is far, far more important to this New York Ranger team. And by that same token, if he is traded, you know, before or right at the trade deadline this season, then he would bring back quite a bit more than Brennan Smith could bring back. You could maybe get... You know, I think for Ryan Strom, you could probably get like a second round pick and maybe a prospect on top of that, you know, like a mid-level prospect. Again, it's always kind of hard to gauge these things. And it kind of also depends on, is this a buyer's market? Is this a seller's market? What did that guy on that other team get in return when he was traded? You know, there's a lot of factors there and it's always a little bit difficult to gauge. But um, with Strom, yeah, I mean, he's far more important to the Rangers' success this season than Smith was last season. And you would be able to, again, get far more for Ryan Stroman in a trade than you would be able to get for Brennan Smith last season. And so as far as keeping Ryan Stroman is concerned, if you just want to roll the dice and keep him through the deadline and see how far the Rangers can go this season and have him around for a potential playoff run, I think one of the positives to simply keeping Strom through the deadline and not moving him is that it sends a pretty good message to the locker room, a message that you know, as a front office, we really believe in this group that we've put together here and all the retooling and retinkering with the roster and the rebuild and everything. The rebuild is a thing of the past, and we're going to kind of go for it this year because you guys are having a good season. You're in playoff position, and we don't want to break up this group. And something else, you know, maybe in addition to hanging on to Ryan Strom through the trade deadline, the Rangers can also add a piece. You know, it still feels kind of weird saying that because we're so used to the trade deadline rolls around and the Rangers have been in this rebuild and it's like, all right, well, who can we move? Who can we deal away and get something in return for? Can we get a prospect? Can we get, uh, you know, some extra cap space by moving a big contract? Can we uh, get a draft pick of some sort? And this year, we're not really looking at it that way. We're looking at, you know, I did an episode not too long ago, just last week, in fact, where we looked at some potential Ranger trade targets, and we'll do some episodes in the future where we look at some other targets. But bottom line, the Rangers could very well be in a position where, you know, the trade deadline rolls around and the Rangers are in fourth place, fifth place in the Eastern Conference and still looking like a bonafide playoff team. And they might want to add and, and say, hey, you know what, let's go for it. Let, let's look to make a run this season right here, right now. No need to wait around. If this team is ahead of schedule, then that's a good problem to have. Add to this team and give them what they need to, to move forward in, in the playoffs and maybe even make a run at it. And keeping Ryan Strom on this roster through the trade deadline would very clearly give the Rangers a better chance to do exactly that, to get into the playoffs, may win a round or two, may make some kind of crazy run. You never know what can happen. As we've said over and over on this podcast, any team that gets into the Stanley Cup playoffs, you got a shot at it. And again, we saw an example of that just this past season. Nobody was talking about the Montreal Canadiens. They barely get in. And next thing you know, they're playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. So you never know what can happen. And, um, you know, I think if the Rangers do make the playoffs, they clearly have a better chance to uh, do some damage, go on a little bit of a run if Ryan Strom is on this roster rather than if he is not on this roster. And I should acknowledge... Keeping Ryan Strom on this roster does come with some pretty significant risk, and I think that risk is pretty obvious because it's kind of the same situation that we saw with Chris Kreider a couple years ago. You could end up losing Ryan Strom in free agency for nothing when by, you know, trading him before the deadline, you could have gotten something pretty significant in return. Again, you know, we could 
go on and on about all the different packages that you could get in return for Ryan Strom and, you know, what round draft pick would be kind of the centerpiece of this trade. Um, but just in general, you know that you could get at least a decent haul for Ryan Strom if you moved him at the deadline. And if you don't move him, then once again, it's the Chris Kreider situation all over again. If you guys remember two years ago, we were getting toward the trade deadline and Chris Kreider was in the final year of his contract. And there was this question, it was kind of 50-50, should the Rangers trade Chris Kreider and get something significant back for him, or should they extend him and keep him as kind of the veteran leader of this team? And there was a lot of debate on this podcast and otherwise about what the Rangers should do with Chris Kreider at that time. Of course, they end up extending him, and he's having the best season of his career thus far. It's a little bit similar with Ryan Strom. I think the difference here, though, is that when Chris Kreider was about to become a free agent and the trade deadline was approaching that year, I don't think that simply keeping Chris Kreider through the deadline was really an option simply because at that time, the Rangers were on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. And it would have been a complete catastrophe if the Rangers had held on to Chris Kreider through that deadline that season and then lost him in free agency for nothing because that was a seller's market. Chris Kreider was one of the best two or three players that could have potentially been had on the trade market. I think teams would have been lining up for his services and the Rangers could have gotten a heck of a hall for Chris Kreider. Uh, so really, the only two options then were to either deal him or extend him. I think with Strom, the option to simply keep him is on the table. Just keep him through the end of the season because this time around, the Rangers are looking like a playoff team. And if the trade deadline rolls around, and once again, the Rangers have the fourth or fifth best record in the Eastern Conference, then I don't think it sends a good message. And I don't think it's the right thing to do to trade away Ryan Strom and, you know, ha make some kind of move with an eye on the future when you're fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference. That wouldn't be good. Uh, with Kreider, obviously, the Rangers, once again, on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. And so it only made sense to do either one of two things, either extend him or trade him. With Strom, you could kind of walk that little bit of a tightrope and keep him through the trade deadline and let him see the rest of his contract through to the end here and hopefully be a big part of the Ranger team come playoff time. Now, another thing that you could kind of do, it's kind of uh, a little bit of an offshoot of this, is you keep Ryan Strom through the trade deadline and then at the end of the season, you kind of just roll the dice a little bit and you try to do what you can to extend him I don't know if that's going to be prudent or not. We'll get into that, you know, the financial ramifications a little bit later in the episode, but that's a bridge that you could go down also if you're the Rangers. And again, I just think that there's a little bit more of a case to be made to simply keeping Strom through the deadline rather than either trading him or extending him than there was with Chris Kreider because of all the reasons that I just mentioned. So uh, by all accounts, right now, there are no contract extension talks happening between Ryan Strom and the New York Rangers. So it's entirely possible that this front office has already made up its mind and is already sort of preparing for life without Ryan Strom going into the future. Uh, I would hope that they're at least keeping the door cracked for his return because, you know, he's been a heck of a player for this team since he's gotten here. He's vastly exceeded expectations. Uh, it could be another situation that's kind of similar to Pavel Buchnevich, though, where, you know, you kind of look at it and you say, this guy's a great player, but we're going to need that money somewhere else. Uh, we'll talk about all these things in just a second here. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, 
and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so we just kind of discussed the pros and cons of simply keeping Ryan Strom through the trade deadline this season, just kind of rolling the dice at the end of the season and hopefully the postseason. Uh, but I figure we might as well go ahead and shift our attention to another option that the Rangers have, and that is to trade Ryan Strom uh, at or before the trade deadline this season. We'll get to that in just a second, but first I just wanted to uh, take a deep dive at Ryan Strom's career stats here just so we know uh, who we're dealing with and where he's at and frankly, how much better he's gotten since becoming a New York Ranger than, you know, where he was at at previous stops in his career. So uh, just for a little history lesson, some of you might know this, some of you might not know this, or you might have forgotten about it. So we'll go through this pretty quick, and then we'll dive into the option of trading Ryan Strom. But Strom was drafted number five overall in 2011 by the New York Islanders. He is currently 28 years old. He will be 29 when next season starts, and he has played for the Islanders, the Oilers, and of course, the New York Rangers in 563 career regular season games. 112 goals, 205 assists. So he's got 317 points in 563 games. He is a plus 30 for his career. He has averaged 16 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time per night, blocked 175 shots, dished out 450 hits. And in 205 games with the Rangers, and this is where it gets important because this is where we'll see where his numbers have clearly jumped uh, pretty much across the board here. But yes, 205 games with the Rangers, 53 goals, 102 assists. So he's got 155 points in 205 games with the New York Rangers. He is a plus 30 in that time, and he has averaged 17 minutes and 59 seconds of ice time per night. And right now, he's actually on pace for the best season of his career. I realize it's still early. Uh, he missed a couple of games and small sample size and all that good stuff. But 16 games into the season for Ryan Strom, he has scored three goals, dished out 11 assists. So 14 points in 16 games after a little bit of a slow start and missing some time as well. He is also a plus five this season, averaging 18 minutes and 11 seconds of ice time per night to go along with seven hits and three blocked shots. So without any further ado, let's go into the option of trading Ryan Strom. Uh, for starters, if you're of the belief that the Rangers should strongly consider this, it kind of goes back to what I just said. Ryan Strom is having the best season of his career thus far. I'm not so sure his value will really ever be much higher than this because, you know, for a team that's maybe looking to contend for a Stanley Cup this season, uh, Strom is an ideal rental player. There's a lot of teams around this league that could stand to get a little bit deeper at center and, you know, look to just kind of add to the depth of their team. And I, I think he'd be a great option, you know, for a middle six center for basically any contending team. And on top of that, you know, he can play wing in a pinch as well. He rarely does that for the Rangers because uh, the Rangers have been thin at center over these past couple of seasons. And the way that he's clicked with Artemi Panarin, why would you mess with that? But yes, Ryan Strom can play wing and he's done it every once in a blue moon for the New York Rangers as well. But he's somebody that I think a lot of teams would see some value in if the Rangers look to go down that road. But, you know, this gets tricky very, very fast when it comes to the idea of moving Ryan Strom in a trade this season, because for starters... This is going to be a really, really tough sell to a fan base that I think for the most part has mostly been understanding and pretty patient when it comes to kind of dealing with this massive teardown rebuild that we've all kind of been enduring over the past three or four seasons or however long it's been now, however long you want to go back and say, okay, that was the official start of the rebuild right there. 
Um, but we knew this was going to take a couple of years, and this is the first time in a long time, frankly, that you know us Ranger fans, we're pretty excited. We're feeling good about this team as it's currently assembled, and we're looking at it, and we're saying, man, you know, the Rangers, 13-4-3 to start the season. They're winning some close games. Everything just seems to be clicking. This team is good. You know, it's a really exciting time to be a Ranger fan right now. That is on top of the fact that they're just a very, very young team. I believe the third youngest team in the NHL as it currently stands. I mean, this team comes to play every night. They can score. They can defend. They got skill. They've added some some toughness throughout some moves that they made throughout this offseason. They've got good power play guys. They've got some guys that are good on the kill. They've obviously got youth, and they've got some important veterans sprinkled in there as well. We've got a franchise goalie. Chris Kreider's having the best season of his life. Adam Fox is the best defenseman on the planet. Artemi Panarin is, at worst, a top-five player in this league. Uh, the list just goes on and on, and you know, maybe it's not that far-fetched that the Rangers could be a dangerous team come playoff time this season for basically all those reasons that I just listed. But, you know, if you take all that into consideration, if you're the Rangers, and then you trade away Ryan Strom, who, mind you, has no obvious replacement on the Rangers' second line right now. I, I mean, I guess you could put Philip Heedle there, but there's no proven uh, slam-dunk player to stick in that second-line center role as it currently stands. So if you take everything that I just mentioned into consideration, you look at the fact that the Rangers are moving in the right direction, they, they might be dangerous this season, how do you then explain to the fan base that we're going to trade away a top-six player, one of the better forwards on this New York Ranger team? That's a really tough sell, and I realize that you can't let fans run the team, but hey, how about the players themselves? How do you explain that to the Ranger locker room? How do you explain that to our Temi Panarin that we're going to trade Ryan Strom for a second round draft pick and a mid-level prospect and we're just going to kind of have an eye on the future here? We've been through all that. You know, that that's a really tough sell. And I realize you can't let the players on the roster run the team either, but I don't think anybody's going to be all that happy about Ryan Strom being traded. Because again, you have a team that is just starting to spread its wings a little bit, starting to look dangerous, starting to learn how to win together, and you trade away one of the veterans one of the leaders on this team, one of the, I mean, I realize there's six alternate captains, but Ryan Strom is one of them. So there's that too. Uh, now, is it possible that you could trade Strom in a deal that doesn't make the Rangers any worse and perhaps even makes them a little bit better? It's possible. But in order to do that, that's going to be tricky because you're going to have to find a team out there as far as, you know, a potential trade partner is concerned that fully believes that it can extend Ryan Strom once the season ends and truly wants to extend Ryan Strom once the season ends. Because if you're the Rangers and you don't believe that you can extend Ryan Strom at the end of the season or you just don't want to extend him because, you know, you feel like you have to spend that money in other places, okay, you can trade him, but to keep this team as good or better than it currently is in a Ryan Strom trade, then you would need to bring back somebody who is, you know, comparable as a player to Ryan Strom and somebody who is making about as much money as Ryan Strom currently is, somebody who's maybe under contract next season. And as I'm describing all this, you look at it from the viewpoint of the team that would be acquiring Ryan Strom, and you ask yourself the obvious question here, why would they do that? Unless, again, there, there's somebody who's maybe fallen out of favor on a certain team or somebody who just doesn't want to be there or somebody who needs a change of scenery and the Rangers think that they can buy low. Maybe something like that could work, but I think it would be very, very difficult if you're the Rangers to get equal or better value on a trade for Ryan Strom if you want to keep this team as good as it is right now or potentially even improve it for all the reasons that I just mentioned. I just, I don't know how that would work. It'd, it'd be very tricky to pull off a deal like that where you can trade Ryan Strom away if you're the Rangers, and bring somebody back that keeps this team, once again, as good or better than it currently is with Ryan Strom. 
uh, that would be very, very challenging. So I don't know. I mean, a trade certainly is on the table, especially if you don't think that, uh, you know, you can re-sign Ryan Strome. But I just don't think it sends the right message to that locker room if, you know, once again, the trade deadline rolls around and the Rangers are looking like a bona fide, legitimate playoff team and potentially even a team that could do some damage, be kind of dangerous when the playoffs start. I, I think they'd be better off. If nothing else, maybe you can't extend him, but maybe you just kind of hang on to him through the deadline. And I realize that that's difficult as well because then you can lose him for nothing. But again, if this team is contending and looking dangerous, I can't justify having the trade deadline come and go and making the Rangers weaker once the trade deadline passes. So that's my thoughts on the matter there. We will discuss the third and final option in just a second, that being the possibility of maybe giving Ryan Strom some kind of an extension here. That's going to be very, very tricky to pull off, but we'll dive into it. We'll see what we can come up with uh, if anybody wants to go down that road, and we'll do that in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It's here, the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday, and Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide, and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has landed just in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight, and it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate? Check. Almonds? Check. Delightful? Double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake. The yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with Thanksgiving deals. All right, and so we come to the third and final option as it pertains to Ryan Strom and his future with this New York Ranger team, and that is to give him some kind of a contract extension at or before the trade deadline this year and have him in place moving forward. That's going to be tricky, much easier said than done. There are a couple of things working in Ryan Strom's favor as it pertains to this, and we'll discuss that and maybe a couple of reasons why this isn't such a good idea as well. I'm trying to be fair here, keep everything balanced, and not even really... Uh, come to a conclusion today. That's something that I'll do a little bit later in the season. I'm just looking to present the case for and the case against all three of these options. So if you are in the camp that you'd like to re-sign Ryan Strom and have him be a part of this team for you know the foreseeable future, at least you know three or four years going forward here, I think something that works in Ryan Strom's favor and something that works in your case, if you're of the belief that the Rangers should extend Ryan Strom, is we saw an example of this in the offseason. The Rangers, of course, had this decision of who would be the final forward to protect in the expansion draft. And Chris Drury, to the 
somewhat surprised if a few people ended up protecting Kevin Rooney over Colin Blackwell, and I think that goes to show that Chris Drury values the center position, and he wants some depth at center. And, you know, Kevin Rooney, that's worked out very well for the Rangers. That's another point uh, for Chris Drury, by the way, choosing to protect Kevin Rooney, who's having a really, really nice season for the Rangers. And Blackwell hasn't done much with the Kraken. Of course, he missed a lot of time with an injury. But so far, that's looking like Drury uh, nailed that pick there to uh, protect Rooney. But anyway, uh, you know, with all that taken into consideration, you can kind of see that the Rangers and Chris Drury do value the center position. I think another reason why you might want to keep Brian Strom around. He's one of the veteran leaders on this team, which sounds kind of funny to say because he's only 28 years old, but the Rangers are obviously very young, and Ryan Strom's getting to the point where he's one of the longer-tenured players on this New York Ranger team. And I realize, again, the Rangers have six alternate captains this year, but he is one of them. He's someone who seems to be pretty vocal and has been playing with a lot of fire this year. If you guys saw that game against Toronto, he was really getting into it with bunting. They had like a game-long side rivalry going on where they were pushing and shoving each other after every play stoppage when they were both on the ice. Uh, he tends to be pretty talkative on the bench. You can see him pumping up Capo Caco at times as well. I, I think Strom and Panarin really kind of got him going this season and made sure that he kept his head up. So I think Ryan Strom brings something to the table in terms of leadership as well. And depending on how much you value that, depending on how much you think the Rangers need Ryan Strom as a leader going forward, uh, that could work in Strom's favor as well as far as, you know, Drury maybe wanting to keep him around. Uh, another thing that works in Strom's favor is quite simply necessity, because this is something we've talked about in the past, but if Ryan Strom is not your second-line center at the beginning of next season, then who is? Because if you look at this Ranger team, you know, the current NHL roster, guys in the pipeline, the whole nine yards, there's not really a big-time major prospect at the center position for this Ranger team. I know some people really like Morgan Barron, and I do too, uh, but he's only played seven career NHL games, and he's got one goal. So, I mean, are we going to trust him with an opening night roster spot on the second line, centering the Panarin line? It could work, but I can't be the only Ranger fan that would be a little bit nervous about that. You could go with Philip Hedl. I think he'd probably be uh, among the more popular decisions as far as in-house candidates to replace Ryan Strom if Strom is no longer on this team next season. But, you know, I think he's miscast as a center in the first place. And if you put him at center on the second line, now you're going to have to deal with the Artemi Panarin line losing basically every single faceoff because winning faceoffs is not a strength of Philip Heedle's game. And Heedle, he's shown flashes. He's shown some flashes this season. I, I really have enjoyed watching him on that third line. I think he's kind of clicking a little bit with Gautier and Lafreniere. They're not always being rewarded on the score sheet, but I think they at least look dangerous more often than not. But in parts of five seasons with the New York Rangers, Heedle has a grand total of 75 points in 203 games. And this season, he's got four points in 17 games. So not really the most exciting option, at least not yet, to have Philip Heedle uh, replace Ryan Strom on the second line next season. Now, Heedle can make us feel a little bit better about that situation if he simply, you know, continues to improve this season, pick up his game, and starts producing points at a higher level. Then you start to say, okay, maybe Philip Heedle in the second line roll with Artemi Panarin. Maybe that could work. Maybe that could click, and maybe we wouldn't miss Strom as much as we might think. Uh, but, you know, again, you look at in-house candidates to replace Ryan Strom, Barclay Goodrow, I don't really see it. I mean, Goodrow's very versatile, and he can move up and down the lineup, but, I mean, what are you going to do next season on that second line? Are you going to have Artemi Panarin out there with Barclay Goodrow and Dryden Hunt? I mean, he's going to be out there with two grinded-out defense-first forwards. I don't think you would want to do that to Artemi Panarin, so that wouldn't really make any sense. Uh, Kevin Rooney, I mean, are you going to throw him out there on the second line if he re-signs with the team? I don't really see that either. I like Kevin Rooney. I don't really see him as a second-line center. 
And I suppose, you know, if Strom is gone, you could put Artemi Panarin with Mika Zibanejad on the top line. But as we've talked about in the past, that could be to the detriment of the depth of your team. And it's not ideal for me. You know, I, there's times where I've been a little bit more receptive to it than other times, but I'm not really feeling Panarin and Mika on the same line overall. Uh, another reason, and and this one, you know, you we could debate how important this is, but I have to go back for a minute to the moment that the Rangers traded for Ryan Strom. All we gave up was Ryan Spooner, who isn't even in the NHL anymore. It was Strom for Spooner straight up. I know that was a prior regime. Chris Jury didn't pull the trigger on that trade. And as I've said before, Ryan Strom is not a perfect player. Uh, he definitely has his critics among New York Ranger fans. But there is one thing we can all agree on, and that is that the Rangers absolutely just destroyed the Oilers in that trade. Spooner for Strom straight up. Even if you're not the biggest Ryan Strom fan, you've got to admit that he's given us a heck of a lot more than we ever could have expected when all we had to give up was Ryan Spooner to bring in Ryan Strom. So there's that as well. And as far as talking, you know, cost and years and what it might take to uh, keep Ryan Strom in the fold... I would classify it as difficult, challenging, but not impossible because, you know, Strom is wrapping up a two-year $9 million deal, so obviously that's $4.5 million per season, and that price is going to go up. He's got more leverage now than he did when he signed that bridge contract two years ago because he's played even better in the two years that have passed since. So... Ryan Strom is going to get an increase, whether it's from the Rangers or anybody else. Would $5.5 million a season get it done? It's possible. You could also make the argument that that's too much to pay Ryan Strom, especially when you have younger guys with more upside that are going to have to get paid somewhere down the road here. Uh, you do kind of handcuff yourself a little bit as far as other moves you can make if you're paying $5.5 million per season to Ryan Strom. But if you really want to get creative here, there are ways to free up a little bit of cap space and maybe squeeze Ryan Strom in there under the cap and, and not completely handcuff yourself for the future. As I mentioned earlier, the Rangers only have two other unrestricted free agents for next season. They are Kevin Rooney and Greg McKaig. They combined make $1.5 million. So if they both walk, that's a little bit more uh, money in your pocket if you're the Rangers, a little bit more cap space to operate with. And I should also mention, before I go any further here, that the Rangers currently have approximately $9.726 million in cap space. So there's that. Then $1.5 million from guys like McKaig and Rooney walking in free agency. And I'm not necessarily com campaigning for anything here. I'm just presenting options for those of you that really, really want to keep Ryan Strom in the, in the fold here. So another thing, you could trade Jared Tenorti and Libor Hayek. They combine for just under $1.8 million annually. Hayek is a restricted free agent next season. Tenorti's under contract for 900 k so we're making a little bit of headway here. Uh, I think Patrick Nemeth could certainly be a trade candidate next season, especially if the Rangers deem that one of their young defensemen in the pipeline is ready to go. Nemeth currently makes $2.5 million annually. I think you could move that contract. It's not... Uh, a ridiculous amount, and I don't think that Nemeth has been terrible this season. I don't think he's been great either, but I think certainly somebody looking to add a veteran defenseman like the Rangers were this past offseason might take that on, might take on that contract of Patrick Nemeth. Uh, you've also got Alex Georgiev. Now, he's an impending restricted free agent, but he is making $2.425 million this season, so if you trade him, that's, again, a little bit more money that you have to operate with, a little bit more cap space that you have uh, if you're really looking to re-sign Ryan Strom. Then you've got Philip Hedl. I mean, his name pops up in trade talk about as much as any other player on the New York Ranger roster. He's currently making $2.3 million, so you could maybe move him if you're the Rangers. And again, I'm not campaigning for or against any of these moves, simply just presenting them as options for anyone who, who desperately wants Ryan Strom on this, on this team next season. And then the Rangers will no longer owe any more buyout money to Henrik Lundqvist. Henrik Lundqvist is getting $1.5 million from the Rangers this season. That counts against the cap as well, and uh, the Rangers will be free of that next season as well. So all this money does start to add up a little bit, 
and you know you combine it with the cap space that the Rangers already have, it's possible. It is possible to bring back Ryan Strome, but as we've already discussed, it could really limit the Rangers as far as what else they want to do, what other kind of players they want to bring in via trade, via free agency, whatever it might be, and you also might get yourself into some trouble when it comes time to you know giving big money to guys like Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere, maybe K. Andre Miller. Uh, it's difficult, you know. It's it's very much uh, it's a puzzle that you have to put together every single season, and I don't know. What Chris Jury is thinking, how much he values Ryan Strom, if he's already decided that the Rangers, one way or another, are going to be moving on from Ryan Strom at the end of this season. But one last thing that I got to do before we wrap up here, I got to lay some of this at the feet of Ryan Strom as well, because you know what? Ryan Strom, how much do you value getting to play with Artemi Panarin every single night? Uh, how comfortable are you as a New York Ranger? How much do you enjoy being part of this New York Ranger team where you clearly have finally kind of lived up to your your draft status? This guy was the number five overall pick 10 years ago, and only in recent seasons has he begun to resemble a player that went number five overall in the draft. And, you know, how much does he want to be a part of this young New York Ranger team, one of the fastest rising teams in the NHL? And listen, I don't expect Ryan Strom or any other player in the NHL to take, you know, 50% less from the Rangers than they could get on the open market. But could Ryan Strom take 10% less from the Rangers that he could get in the opening market or 15% less? Maybe. And here's the other thing. I don't begrudge any player for going to the highest bidder. We hear over and over and over again about how this is a business and these guys want to be able to make some money. I think that pretty much goes without saying. But would he take slightly less from the Rangers to remain a New York Ranger? Only Ryan Strom can answer these questions. But I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with Ryan Strom one way or another. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. And like I said... As the trade deadline approaches this season, we'll dive into this in a little bit greater detail. I'll maybe come to a conclusion. Today, I just want to present the pros and cons of every different avenue that the Rangers could go on as it pertains to Ryan Strom. The pros and cons of just holding on to him to the end of the season, the pros and cons of trading him at the deadline, and the pros and cons of extending him. So I think I've done that. And like I said, I'll come to a more definitive conclusion as far as which option I want the Rangers to take as the season progresses here. But this was an episode that I really wanted to do. And uh, you guys can feel free to uh, email me, DM me on Twitter, leave me your thoughts on what you'd like to see the Rangers do with Ryan Strom going forward here. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms.